What's up? It's Kevin O'Connor. You're about to hear a bonus episode for the Ringer NBA show that was originally aired on the R2-C2 feed with CeCe Sabathia and Ryan Rucco. They talked to Kemba Walker from the Boston Celtics about Boston's playoff hopes, his experience so far at the NBA bubble at Disney World, Michael Jordan's stories, and whether Kemba actually considered signing with the New York Knicks this past offseason. If you like what you hear, go follow the R2C2 podcast with CeCe Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify. I really enjoyed this podcast and I hope you do too. I feel really good about uh, the, the guests that we've rolled out here. Came out with Max Scherzer and now Kemba Walker from the bubble in Orlando. I mean, these are heavy hitters. Kemba. Thanks for thanks for being one of our like early big guests here, man. For sure. Thanks for having me. I I think the first thing we got to just find out is like you know, what's the bubble like, man? Give us the description. <laughs> what what's life like inside the bubble? I guess it's whatever you whatever you kind of make it. Um, we just in the hotel for the most part. You know, you in your room, you know, doing your thing, or you know, you just out there doing the uh, the activities that they have for you. Um, it's, it's a lot of activities they got for us. They got golfing, fishing, bike riding, bowling. They have shuttles so you could take to go to different hotels, meet up with some of your your, your friends that you have around the league. Um, no, it's, it's it's a few things you can do. Um, for me, I've been spending a lot of time with my teammates, um, or I just kind of just been in my room, just resting, taking naps, playing video games. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of things going on, but um, yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Is the park open, though? Like, can you get on rides and shit like that, or, or is it like... Not yet. I'm thinking I'm thinking they're going to open it at one point. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. See, if, it, the, if the park is open, then we lit. Like, we good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can do it. I, I would definitely be over there if the park was open. <laughs> you know what's funny? See, that would be like a dream come true for you and me, man. We... We go on the new Rise of the Resistance ride over and over again with no lines. Come on, man. That's yeah, perfect. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I do that every day. Like, I, <laughs> I would go to the parks every day if, if I was in the bubble for sure. Kemba, have they told you guys at all, like, if you might have access to the parks at some point? I think I heard that. I think that I heard that some parts of the park is going to be over there at one point. But that's just what I think. I'm not really sure. So, I don't know. Can't trust me on that one. <laughs> so so here, here's what I got to know about the rooming situation, right? Because a lot of you guys, I mean, you and the hotels you're all staying at are very nice hotels. Like, I mean, they're 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 very ritzy hotels. Um, but a lot of you guys are used to like upgrading your rooms, right? And like and getting your suites <laughs> and and so how does that work? Because there's not necessarily enough. I don't know how many different teams do you have at your hotel, Kemba? Uh, it's it's eight. Okay. Damn. Well, there's not enough suites then necessarily to accommodate all the guys who would normally get them, right? So how does that process work? Um, I have no idea. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of up to the organization, and I guess your maybe your years in the NBA or your status. I'm I'm not really sure, but um, yeah. I got I got a suite. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's embarrassing though. Like I seen CJ McCollum taking a picture in front of Dame Lillard. They yeah, forgot yeah, to yeah. take the they forgot to take the presidential suite thing off of his uh, door, and he's <laughs> taking a picture right in front of it. So like that could be a little embarrassing when you show up to practice. Like, yo, you got the presidential. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. We got some good guys right here. They they 
it wasn't even brought up at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody on the team's getting on you about having a suite. No, no, not at all. I think I deserve to have one, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my years in. I'm one of the guys with a lot of years in this team, so. Who, who else on the Celtics gets a suite, Kemba? I can't tell you that. Can't stir no problems. Yeah, because besides you, to be honest, they, everybody else is kind of around the same amount of years in the league. Yeah. So, so, like, yeah, that'll stir up some shit. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll stay away from that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That'd be like if Judge gets a sweep, but Glaber doesn't or something like that, well, right? It, it, it would almost be like if Judge gets a sweep and Aaron Hicks don't. More oh. so than Glaber. You know what I'm saying? Because they got a ball yeah. about the same amount of years. And Hicksy maybe even have more years than Judge. But right. Judge is getting a fucking sweep if we in the bubble, though. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Kemba's cool with Judge getting a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kemba, we, you know, I, I think like, you know, for you guys, the first question on any, everybody's mind is your health. For, for, for just the Celtics picture, it's about how's Kemba's knee. I mean, you looked fantastic in your game against Portland, uh, as well as the opener against Milwaukee. Limited minutes. I know you wanted to be in down the stretch against Portland. But how, do, how does the knee feel right now? And as you project forward to the playoffs, do you see it being any kind of, you know, inhibition to your ability? Oh, it feels good, man. That's that's me being completely honest. Um, you know, the whole reason I'm on the restriction is to see how my knee reacts after every game and after, how, after my minutes increase. Um, and it's been it's been doing well. And it's, it's been feeling better and better, you know, um, after every game. So I'm definitely trending upwards, I think, no, I think I'm gonna be fine, man. I think I'm gonna be fine. I'm, I'm working hard, um, you know, to, to to maintain my strength in my legs. To, you know, I'm, ma- I'm maintaining, you know, my knee, you know, overall. Um, yeah, I feel good. I feel and good. then to come out to come out those first two games and come out of it feeling pretty good, like that's got to feel good mentally too, right? That's like the biggest thing. No question, man. It, it was definitely all all mental. Um, but yeah, to come out of those games feeling good, man. It's it just, it just, it's just a great feeling because I haven't felt like this in a in a while. I haven't, felt, I haven't felt this way in a while. Um, my knee been, has been bothering me a little bit for a little minute now. So, for me to, you know, feel like myself again, it, it definitely, you know, feels good. Um, it just gives me a lot of confidence. You know, heading, heading into those games. The layoff, in some sense, right, ends up meaning you could end up being a bigger factor in the playoffs than you would have had we not had a, a pause in the season. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, um, that that was huge for me. That was huge for me. Um, you know, very unfortunate times, but you know, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Um, just because I got a chance to, you know, really rest, um, kind of figure some things out. You know, things just kind of slow down for me as well. Um, it, was, it was it was a it was a long summer, you know, coming into into Boston. So, you know, life, you know, just kind of slowed down for me. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Where'd you spend that time at during uh during the sh- the lockdown, like the um, you know, when COVID happened and everything, the season shut down. You where'd you go? Yeah, I stayed in Boston for a little bit, just for a few weeks, and then I um and I flew to uh Charlotte. So I spent most of my time in Charlotte. And are you able, like, I mean, because one of the things I was saying, Kemba, because people were asking me because I broadcast some Nets games in addition to the ESPN stuff, and they were like, well. You know, Kyrie and KD, will they be back? Because now they have this added time. And I was like, well, 
they have the added time, but it also could be disruptive to your rehab, right? If all of a sudden you don't have access to your facilities or your trainers or whoever might be working with you, like how were you able to navigate, you know, your rehab process, if you will, you know, while having different resources than what you're used to? Yeah. Um, it was, it was actually tough. It was actually super tough. Um, I mean, I, I had to do everything myself for the most part. You know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to, you know, have you know, my trainers come down and see me and be with me and you know, help me with my rehab and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we were, they were just kind of sending this stuff online and you know, we we're kind of just going through it like that, um, you know, doing like Zoom workouts and you know, everything was over Zoom. <laughs> I know Zoom made a lot of money this year. <laughs> but, yeah, everything was over Zoom. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, man, that's that's a tough thing to like try to rehab in the middle of that and not really have like the PTs to be able to yeah. kind of be in there with you. I mean, that's kudos to you to be able to get back though. I mean, that just shows your drive and you know you want to get back for your teammates. Yeah, I had no choice. I know it was tough, but I had to do something. I couldn't just I couldn't just sit there. So yeah, we had to do something. My teammates too, man. They they, they did a great job at you know just just keeping themselves in shape, um, staying locked in. You know, it's just just staying basketball minded, you know, throughout the whole time, which was which was pretty pretty dope because everybody came back in, in pretty you know, decent shape. So that was pretty cool to see. I feel like the teams that have a chance to win, like y'all or whoever else, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers. I feel like Milwaukee. I feel like th- those teams stayed locked in, like knowing that the season was going to pick back up, knowing you guys actually have a chance to make a run, like, that kind of makes it a little easier to, to stay locked in, too, right? Yeah, I think so, knowing that you have a, a really high chance of doing well, you know, being successful in the playoffs, I think that definitely means a lot and meant a lot for a lot of the teams who kind of stay locked in and stay ready. Um, yeah, you know, a, a lot of us just just have high hopes, and we we want to do well. We want to we make a run. You know, we want to go as far as we can. So I think that, that definitely has, you know, um, that's, that's definitely a big reason why you no know, guys stay in shape. Kemba, are you like, I mean, in addition to the games you're playing, are you like watching all the other teams too, whether in the arena or on TV right now? Yeah, I'm actually watching the game right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while we talk, I got the Nuggets and Thunder game on. But um, yeah, I mean, I love basketball, man. So I'm always I'm always watching, watching the games. I also got like a lot of my friends on different teams. So I'm constantly watching those guys. So yeah, yeah, I'm always, I always got the game on TV. It looks good, doesn't it? I mean, the on TV, right? It looks the NBA looks great. How does it feel right now playing in the arena? Uh, it feel, it feels gonna, good as well. You gonna call that an arena? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's different. It's different. But you know, I gotta commend the NBA on the on the job that they did. Man, they 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 did it. They did an unbelievable job at. You know, just making us feel at home as much as possible. Because I know it was tough for those guys um, with the resources and stuff like that, but they did what they can. Um, the arena is the best they, they could have done. You know, we got the virtual fans, um, which I think is just ridiculous. Like, super, super dope, man. Like, you know, I got I see my mom on there the other day. She'd been on there for two games. Like, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. I see my teammates, you know, girlfriends and wives and sons and you no, know, just I, the people we normally see. You know, it's it's it's, it's super it's super dope. You no, know, I enjoy it. I enjoy you no know, playing out there. So, 
That's dope that they do the. That's dope that they do everything to try to you know make y'all feel at home and doing the virtual fans. I, I actually want to do that. I want to like be like one of the fans on the side, like the virtual fan and watch a game. I think that's cool, man. Sure, we get you on there. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what's funny, man? I I saw the other day too. There's like, and maybe your mom has used this, right? There's like a some kind of click screen where they can do boos or cheers, right, to actually make noise through it. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she used the booze. I know. She- <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is she, is she using it for Celtics players when they're struggling or for the opponent? Both. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's the honest answer right there because that's my mom too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 actually pretty cool that they able to pull this off, man. Because like fans like us, like it's it's dope. I mean, even when it was like the the warm up games or the practice games, or whatever. Like, as soon as the NBA came back, I was like super hyped just to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been starving for sports, so to have y'all back, man, it's it's amazing as a fan. I'm I'm super excited, man. Appreciate it. Feel good to be back. Real good. What's a memorable reaction from your mom after one of your performances where she's getting on you? When she's getting on me, uh, she don't get on me much. I think for the most part, she's usually just like super, super hype. I mean, the the best reaction I could probably think of is um, when I hit the shot in the garden against Pitt my junior year, and like she yeah. was, she was like jumping around, spinning around, like super hype. <laughs> that was a long time ago though. So um, yeah, that's that's probably one of the best reactions I I seen her have. Man, that run was wild too, bro. I remember that, like. Oh, the, the junior year, yeah, that was yeah. an amazing run. Yeah. yeah, to this day, I can't even believe that. To tell you the truth, crazy. That game, it was. What round was the the six overtime game in the Big East tournament? It was. That was, a, that was actually my. That was my my freshman year. Yeah. Um, what round was that? We had a bye, so I think that was. That was the quarterfinals, I believe. Quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. I, so I, I just uh, I'm going to give you this opportunity to apologize to me, Kemba, because I was sitting there and I, I was I was doing an update shift. You know, I'm early on in my professional career in New York, and I made the mistake of making dinner plans for when the update shift was done. But I couldn't go until your game was over, so the dinner never happened. So you know what? Now you owe me a dinner someday. All right, Kemba. It was so long, man. Like. <laughs> Even for us on the court, it was like, oh my goodness. Like, I couldn't even believe it. Like, overtime, overtime, overtime. Man, I was so tired. At one point, I'm just like, <laughs> man, like, somebody to win this game, please. Like, I don't care who win this shit, but I'm ready to go home. Now. <laughs> I'm a freshman. I'm like, I'm, I'm chasing Johnny Flynn around. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is a long night right here. <laughs> it, was, it was fun to be a part of history, though. I couldn't believe it went to six overtime. That's crazy. What's the when you're in a game like that at the Garden? What is the atmosphere like? Like, how would you describe? Because you know, like our podcast listening audience, there's going to be some diehard, like old school Big East fans who, like, you know, they love that. What is that like when you're playing and you're performing like you did in that Big East tournament? It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it, man. It's it's a it's a very special. It was more special for me because I'm I'm from there, you know. So I'm like, I got all my peoples in the stands. Like, I gotta hold it down. Like when I go to New York, I gotta hold it down. Like I have to play well for my people. Like, so um, so yeah, man. Like, it was like a huge moment, and the garden was just going 
just crazy. Like and Pitt was they were they were great that year, my junior year. Um so yeah, man, it's like the rush and the electricity in the garden is man, it's it's second to none during the bees. Yeah. And then y'all had to win the tournament to get into the tournament that year, right? Um I I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I I think we would have been fine, even if we maybe if we would have beat Pitt and not have won another game, we would have been fine. Um, but that just made it that much better. You know, we we moved up after we won the, t- the Big East tournament. We um we got a number three seed in the NCAA tournament, which put us in a great spot. So yeah, it just it just helped us for the most part. In the freshman year, you go to the Final Four after mm-hmm. kind of burst out of the scene. In junior year, you win it, and yep. I it, it just like watching it too. I know as a New Yorker, there was this feeling of like, even if you weren't a UConn fan, like, oh, Kemba's kind of your guy, you know, like, because we all knew, all right, you're a New York guy. Did you feel that, that kind of you had the city behind you on those runs? Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, just because, you know, growing up, I I knew the kind of players that NY produced. And, you know, I just always wanted to be in that. I, I always wanted my name to be in that conversation one day, you know, so. Yeah, I knew I was playing for for my city. Now I still to this day play for my city, and you know that that's just where I'm from. That's who I am. You know that New York is the reason why I am. You know where I'm at today. You know I'm not the biggest guy. You know, um, but you know I'm I'm one of the toughest. You know, and that's because that's because of where I'm from. You know, so yeah, no question. And no doubt the city is behind you because I remember that that run you went on your junior year like. We was all watching the we was all watching the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like down in spring training at the beginning of the season, like everybody was pulling for UConn because everybody knew Kemper was from New York. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is, though. That's how it is. When somebody from New York, you 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 always root for them. You always even from afar, like like for me, like even to this day, people from New York. Like if I find out you're from New York, it's it's automatic. I, I automatically root for you. Like that's it. Just is what it is. Like that's how we that's how we rock. I'm starting to adopt that now. Obviously, I grew up in the Bay, but like now being here the last 12 years, like I kind of feel like a New Yorker. So kids I see from here and stuff, I'm always rooting for everybody. You know what I'm saying? From this area, for sure. So Kemba, you know right now, like there are Knicks fans listening who are like, if you feel that way about New York, man, <laughs> why'd you sign with the Celtics? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so did you, were the Knicks a serious consideration for you when you were a free agent this past year? Be honest. Yes. Yes. Very serious. Very. Mm. Um, no, at one point. Yes. Yes. Mm. Very serious. Before Boston actually came along, the Knicks was, um, no, one of my top priorities actually because I was thinking that they were going to get another player, um, but it didn't work out. You made the right choice, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it for you. <laughs> you made the right choice, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty all I can say though. The Knicks was it was they were definitely a priority for me at one point. Yeah, yeah. Did did that other player's name rhyme with Slevin Laurent? Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. You know what's crazy though, Ruko? I think I think the Knicks are are like a serious consideration for everybody who becomes a free agent. People want to play in New York. Like, why you think Katie and Kyrie went to Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? Like, they want people. Guys want to play in New York. It's just hard to play for that organization. You know what I'm saying? And put yourself 
under that kind of scrutiny. Like, this is a basketball town. The media is going to go crazy. Like, so you sign a big deal and come in, you're supposed to win no matter who else is on the roster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that makes it tough, man. Yeah. If Kem- Kemba Walker is like, you know, standing uh, next to Kevin Knox and they're like, how come Kemba's not leading him to 50 wins? You know, <laughs> no offense, Kevin Knox, you might turn into a nice player, but you're not ready for that yet. You know, <laughs> so I, I get wanting a running mate. Um, the, <laughs> did, uh, let me ask you something else about the Knicks, Kemba, because one of the narratives around them now is like, hey, Leon Rose now running the front office. Like, you know, he has ties, relationships throughout the league. Do you think that the changes to the Knicks front office will help them in closing the deal with players like yourself and free agents to come? Yeah, I think so, man. Um, no, Leon is a very, very, very good guy. Um, no, I got the opportunity to meet him you know, and talking to him over the years. You know, he's, he represented one of my teammates. Um, so, yeah, man, I got the chance to, to meet him. And, yeah, he's, he, he's a great guy. I think he's going to you know, help change that, change that place around. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a big-time pickup for them for sure. Here's what I want to see. I want you to weigh on, in on this too, man. If you see, like, agents, uh, guys who you know stars trust, like get into those positions where they're running organizations. Does that change the appeal of the organization? Like, is that something you're thinking about as a player? Um, me personally, not really. For me, it's just all about best fit, you know, for myself. You know, it's not even about who's there or whatever. It's just about me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do think, you know, that him having those relationships with a lot of players um, in the past um, would definitely help him. Especially with the situation and going to the Knicks, um, you know we know the Knicks is a great organization, and like you said earlier, CC, you know a lot of people you know want to play for the Knicks, you know. Um, so I think I think he he can definitely you know change things over there. No, I, I think so. I mean, I think it. You know, like Kimba said, when you're in free agency, though, it's about like the best fit for you and your family and what's going to look better for you the next mm-hmm. ten years. You know what I'm saying? While you're thinking about your career. I think when you get guys like that in positions, it's easier to put little pieces around because they have the trust of of guys. But when you get like superstars like Kimba and, you know, KD or whoever else, it's always going to be about what's the best fit for them and how it's going to affect their family and their brand. You know what I'm saying? So um, more so than it than it will for like the, you know, smaller pieces that Leon and, you know, Weston kind of put around these big players. So, Kimba, what sold you on Boston then? What made you say... Yeah, th- this is where I have to be. Um, the talent level, the young talent that, that was around here, man. You know, JT, um, JB, you know, those two guys, you know, Smart, um, Gordon, of course. And you know, I just felt like, yeah, it was it was just perfect. It was just perfect. Um, you know, I never in a million years thought I would you know, play for the Celtics. Like when the opportunity came around, um, it's kind of it was kind of surreal actually you know such as a big top organization and you know for them to 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 want me to represent the organization was just you know a really cool moment for me so um yeah and I also got the chance to um talk to JT and be around him for a little minute before I um actually you know sign with them um so yeah I got I got the chance to spend some time with him and you know I just really you know liked how he carried himself and know how hard he worked and just just kind of person he was so 
Um, but that kind of intrigued me as well to, you know, sign with the team. Playing with playing for the Celtics like that type of organization is it like a weight that comes with it? Or, you know, you know what I mean. Like, do you feel that like history of the organization, or is it you just go out and hoop? I mean, me, I just go out and hoop. But I think it can be that way. You know, it's you know a very prestigious place. You know, a lot of championships, and you know, they expect to win, um, you know, as they should, because it's just a win organization. They have a winning history. Um, and when you walk around in the facility. Um, the practice facility or the, you know, the arena, you, know, you see the banners, you know, um, and they expect to win. And, um, you know, everyone who plays for them expect to win as well. So that's really why I love it. You know, I, I love to win and I want to win. So um, you know, it was kind of an easy choice. You know, it's funny, man. You're a New Yorker and you have, and you can feel you're New York. You know, I mean, we, we you, you can feel it. <laughs> I love that. But I feel like you are the kind of guy who boston fans love and would love you know you are you are gritty man you're a gamer you're a grinder you're big time performer you're clutch i also feel like you're no excuses kind of guy you know and like so so it's weird because you're so new york but you actually i do feel like you fit the kind of player that they they love and root for have you been able to feel that even in your first year oh yeah oh yeah um yeah, man, the Boston fans—they show—they show a lot of love. They—they—they they, they love the Celtics, man, and yeah, they—they've shown me a lot of love from from day one. A lot of love and support. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I definitely felt it. I felt it immediately, man. That that fan base is that fan base is pretty special. Very, very special, actually. Right. You look at the look at the landscape right now, the league, man. I've been saying all year I think you guys are gonna go to the finals. Okay. I just want one on the record. CC's big on you guys too. Do, <laughs> do you when you look at the East right now, obviously we know what Milwaukee's done. Um, and Toronto's look great since uh, you know, coming back from this restart and they've had a good year. Do you feel like, I mean, how do you assess this group this year and your chances to to represent the East in the finals and win a title? Um I mean, it's, it's so hard to look that far. Um, and especially because I, I've never really, you know, even been in that conversation, you know, in my NBA career um, as far as, you know, oh, you know, they, they can represent the East in the finals and stuff like that. So it, sounds, it kind of sounds even crazy to me. Um, <laughs> but do I think we have the talent level to, to, to get there? And do I think that we can compete with any team in seven games? Yes. No question. Um, I think we're a tough bunch. Um, and we love playing with each other. We love playing basketball together. We love, you know, making each other better. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think we're a special group, and I think we we have a chance to, you know, do some pretty special things in the playoffs. I mean, even though the team's young, and you know, you haven't had that playoff experience. Th- those a lot of those guys have though. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have, you know, they they've went deep into the playoffs the last couple of years. So. I think that that's going to help. I mean, yeah. he, I mean that experience in the playoffs, you know, is is huge, man. Like have it going on that run down down the stretch. Yep, yep. Those guys they definitely have a, a lot of experience. You know, they've been in the playoffs since they've been in the league. Um, you know, for myself, I only been twice, um, both against Miami. Went to a game seven one time. With D Wade crushed us, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys got they 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 got more experience than me, but um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, do something special. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. 
you know, Kemba, you are you're a big basketball fan, as you were telling us, watching all the games, which we love. I've been CC and I have been so into this, watching all the games. It's an off day for you in the bubble. If there are three players who you want to see most live at the arena there that you're like, all right, I'm off. I'm going to see them. Who would be your top three guys that you're like, I got to go see him. I got to go see them live. <laughs> um, James. Well, I got it. It's two players on every team right now. So I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to say James and Russ. I love watching those guys play. Um, Braun and AD and um, Kawhi and PG. As well as Lou Will too. I gotta throw look. I love watching <laughs> I love watching Lou Will play, man. But um yeah, I will pick those those teams. It's a pretty good show if you watch those teams. Great, it's funny though. <laughs> I feel like Kembo, I feel like sometimes James's game doesn't get enough sort of um, you know, national appreciation. Mm-hmm. The aesthetics can be a little difficult at times, you know, with you know, winding the shot clock, one on one, head fake, head fake, million jab steps, whatever. But it's incredibly effective. What do you when you when you see people because you obviously you named him first when you see people kind of not appreciating maybe that do you do you see that and, and what do you think they're missing that maybe you do see? Honestly, I, I could care less what they think, and you know, yeah. pretty, I, I'm pretty sure that James Harden can care less what they think. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it don't matter. It don't matter. He is he is an un, unbelievable talent, man. Like. The way he scores the basketball is second to none. Like it's unreal the shots he make. It's unreal, and you can tell he he works on those shots. Like he he works on those shots. Like like you will literally see his hand go over the contest, and he like still makes it, man. Like he gets double teamed as soon as he steps across half court. Like it's it's unreal. <laughs> like James is unreal, man. He's he's unreal. It's like. It's like you playing. It's like you play on two K, like on easy. <laughs> like playing on easy, man. Like he's a bucket. He is a walking bucket. Walking bucket. That's dope. Last night too, he played some good D on Giannis at the end down the stretch. So I was watching that game. That was huge. <laughs> yeah, he plays one two. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the you know I, I the other like connection besides us all being at um. CC softball game, which was great. Kevin, how great was that last year being at the oh, charity softball game? It was dope. I was mad I couldn't actually get out there, but um, it was dope to be there though. I, I definitely appreciated that. You know, especially nah, pre- stadium. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming through. I want you to play next year. If we have it yeah. next year, you definitely got to play. Definitely playing because yeah. I got to get out there and play too. Now I'm retired, <laughs> so I can play. <laughs> definitely play. No question. Well, Kemba, you got the contract now, so now you can play. I mean, you were you were in the free agent year then. You couldn't play last year. My agent was like, "Don't play. You get hit with a with a baseball man. Come on, or sprain an ankle." And I always think about Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is always a great example to me. Like, tore, he hit the home run off Wakefield. Torres ACL playing basketball in the offseason, and then got traded to Cleveland. That's how A. Rod got to to New York. Oh man. So I'm always that. That's always in my mind. Like especially when I was playing, I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do this shit." Like I don't want to be booney. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember asking you about it at the time, Kemba, because we did like a compilation R two C two. I was in the dugout, you know, talking to guys, and but you and you and C obviously have the the MJ connection. You know, C's been a Jordan Brand guy forever. You just spent many years in Charlotte with with Michael yeah. Jordan as your owner. Um, 
I mean, you're also a Jordan brand guy as well. So combination of, of, of the two, but what is like, what's your best MJ being around the team story? What's a great MJ being around story? Um, you know what? He was, he was pretty chill. He was pretty chill. <laughs> chill Cause that's MJ. He, he know who he is. No, I think, he can be he can be pretty intimidating, you know. Um, just his presence, just his presence. So I think a lot of guys can be intimidated off the rip. So he was pretty he was pretty cool. Um, might have had a few team meetings that he chimed in on. Um, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, we had a few team meetings that he chimed in on. Um, where he was he was really really good in the meeting though. I, I can't really you know say what he said and things like that, but he was. He was good, and he he made his point very, very clear. So, um, yeah, but not too much. I mean, individually, I would say the best story that I have is probably when when I was a youngin, like my second year in the league. He pulled me into the office. Like I wasn't really. You no, know, I was a young guy. Like I came in, I didn't want to like step on anybody's toes. You know, I didn't want to like be aggressive. I wasn't being aggressive as. No, I normally am. Um, so yeah, he pulled me into the office and he was he basically he told me he's like, yo, like I, I brought you here to to be yourself. I brought you here to to be aggressive and you know lead this franchise. And um yeah, from that day on, yeah, like a little switch just 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 hit me. Um because that's I mean, I'm like, damn, like <laughs> this is this is the goat right here telling me you want <laughs> you want me to lead his organization and you know, he expects a lot out of me. So yeah, man. From that point on, I was just like a, a whole new player, a whole new person. Like I was just just grinding. You know, I just wanted to be the best I can be, so I can, you know, show him that you know he didn't he didn't make a mistake in, in picking me because I had a lot of doubt. You know, coming into the NBA when I was coming out of college, I had a lot of doubt. So um, yeah, he took a chance on me. Took a chance on me. So um, yeah, I didn't want to let him down. That's an awesome story, man. That is a great story. What about? I mean. It's one thing when you're leaving, like an employer who means something to you to have to tell them, man, how hard was it? It's another thing when it's MJ. <laughs> how hard was that telling him? What what was that conversation like having to tell him you were leaving Charlotte? You know what? We we spoke. We spoke. We had a we had a great convo actually. And um he spoke to me. He spoke to me. Um and, you know, I, I really don't want to say what he said. Yeah, um, nah, don't, you ain't got to get into none of that. <laughs> but, yeah, he um, he has a lot of respect for me and the work that I put in. Um, and, yeah, he, he, he basically, he understood. He understood. Yeah. He understood everything. You know, he's, he's been, he's been to, he's played in this league. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he understood everything and, and he was great. You know, we, we, I left on, on great terms. It wasn't, no bad blood or anything. Um, to this day, we still text. So, yeah, he was great. He was great about it. And I, and I definitely uh, appreciated that because, obviously, like you said, it's like, damn, this is MJ. Like, you know? So, <laughs> it, was, it was cool, man. He was he, 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 he was really good about it. And, um, yeah, I definitely appreciate how he went about it. And it definitely meant a lot. But I'm sure it meant a lot you calling, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, most most guys wouldn't even do that. Like yeah. No, we were actually together, though. That's the thing. We were oh, actually- was the- oh, it was the trip. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, <we're> actually- <laughs> yeah. But it was so that, that sucks right 
So you got to see this man for the next yeah. week, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. But like I said, he went about it so well. It was so easy. It's like, it was easy. It was easy. So like I said, I definitely appreciate that. That's my guy. That's my big yeah. I was looking. I was looking forward to that trip this year, man. I never get to go because it's in the summertime. But I, I we dev, I definitely got to get on there next oh, year. Man, I can't wait for you to, to hit one. Of it's the best, man. It's the best. This is a Jordan time. brand trip. You guys do? Yeah, every year, every summer. Yep, they they put together a trip for all the for all the Jordan brand athletes, and we just we we have a great, great, great time. We we have activities in the mornings, and then the rest of the day you have to yourself. They got they got stuff just planned out through for the whole day, man. He. He goes above and beyond for the athletes. But it was it's everywhere, huh? Like one year it was in Paris, it was in Lake Como one year, like Paris and then, went to Monaco. Yeah. yeah, see, I was excited for that, man. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get you out there one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know what's so funny about this though, Cam, but even like, see, I always love when you talk about your relation with Jordan and like you get texts and you're still like, yo, that's MJ texting me, man. Like yeah. there's something it's amazing. I, <laughs> like I mean he called me or text me like I literally just like stare at my phone. Like, I can't believe it. Still, still, I don't care. Like, to this day, I've known him for years now. I still to this day can't believe it. I look at my phone like, like this is really MJ just texting me or calling me. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. It's two people, MJ and Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, I've been knowing Dave Stewart for a long time now, and we have a great relationship. But he was the reason I started playing baseball. So, Anytime I get like a text from him or something, like I just, I go back to like being nine years old, you know, <laughs> like where I'm, I'm a kid again, and I'm just excited that like my hero's texting me. So it's those two guys, it's MJ and Dave Stewart, that I get like geeked up when I get a text from those dudes or a call. Oh man, it, I mean, it, amazing that you get to have those experiences with those guys, Kemba. How about like you talking about MJ kind of teaching you how to be aggressive? One of the things I always love watching your game is like I feel like of of all the point guards in the league, I feel like when you when you get hot, you know exactly when to call your own number. And you just start like, like that pull-up three, like if you get just an inch of space, I feel like it's game over, you know? And I've seen it many, many times where it's like, oh, you can tell Kemba's, Kemba's getting going. And you always seem to know that balance of calling your own number versus not. And that's difficult for a, a scoring point guard, right? Like to... How did you, and you can even, if you need to get technical, whatever, but like basketball-wise, how did you get comfortable with that, of knowing like, hey, I, I, it's time for me to call my own number, or like, hey, I got to get guys involved in certain moments? Yes. I think that started definitely with the combo with MJ, obviously, um, you know, with, with my aggression and my confidence. Um, and then I really had to put in the work. I put in a lot, a lot, a lot of hours in order to get that shot. Man, like, at one point, I was shooting thirty percent, you know, for 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 a few years um, from three. Um, so yeah, I put in a lot of time to to work on my three ball, and when I when I was able to get that shot, man, changed my life, changed my life. So so yeah, now you know, whenever it just depends, it just depends on how the game is going, especially especially now here in Boston. You know, now that now that I have you know a lot of no talent on the perimeter with me where to where I don't might not have to be you no know, that aggressive all the time. Um, but yeah, it just depends on how the game is going. If, you know, one of my guys got it going, then, you know, we're going to keep going to him. Um, whoever's got it going for the most part, but you know, it's just that time. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even explain it. It's just, it's just that time. Like it just, it just happens, you know, it's just a feeling you get 
um, a certain point in the game, you know, depending on how the game is going. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of, I just kind of, just kind of feel it. Just kind of feel it. Like, just something in my head, like a little switch, just go off. Like, it's it's time. <laughs> and that that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Do you, Kemba, how about like, because it's funny, see, I'm hearing Kemba say this, and I'm like getting excited to like watch Kemba in the playoffs this year, yeah. you know, like it's it's going to be amazing. And you guys, I think, will have a very deep run. What what do you think the playoffs will feel like in this atmosphere, in the bubble? Um, I think it's going to be super, super intense. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be any, any letdown at all. Um, just because I think guys are so focused right now. I think teams are so focused and everyone just has that goal and everybody's trying to make a run. Everyone. Um, I think everyone is pretty confident. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be super intense, man. It's not, it's not going to be no letdown. You know, I don't think it matters. The fans not there. You know, at this point, guys, you know, whenever you step on the court, it's, it's go time. So, yeah. Like, and the NBA did a great job. Like I said, you know, they, they got fan noise and, and stuff like that in the background. So, I think I think that's, a, that's enough for us. So, It'll be cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be super intense, too. I, th- I feel like it's going to be way more fights. Like, I feel like because there's no crowd, <laughs> and every, it's just going to be a lot of jawing at each other. I feel like it's going to be, it's already been a lot more physical. Like, this this brand of basketball y'all playing in the bubble, it's been a lot more physical. But so I think, like, the playoffs is going to be, we might see a couple fights, bro. <laughs> a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that. I, I agree, though. We got, some, we, got some, we got some trash talkers in the league, so you never know. It might be, it might go down one time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. What kind of uh, how's the food situation in the bubble? Good. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> what um, what you, what's the food you need that they don't have? The food I need that they don't. My yeah. Chef, what's the thing you miss most my, right now? My chef's cooking. That's <laughs> it. Like, I'm going crazy. But um, it's not bad. I think when we first got here, I can't lie. When we first got here, it was, it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. I can't lie. It was rough. But I think I think the NBA got a lot of complaints, and um, they fixed it though. It's it's a lot better now, um, and we have more options. Like we can order from outside restaurants, and we have restaurants as well in in in, in a few of the hotels. Um, so yeah, it's. It's better. And we got room service as well. That's another option. But yeah, it's it's not too bad, man. It'll it'll do. It'll 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 get us by. I feel like the league listens to you guys though. Like if yeah. we would if we would have been bubbled, and I say we, I'm not a fucking player no more. But if baseball would have been bubbled, <laughs> and and they would have been complaining about the food, they'd still be eating the same fucking food right now. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise you that. Like the NBA listens to the players, man. Is you know what I'm saying? So. That's why it's it's fun for the fans to watch because you know it's driven by the players, you know. Yeah, true. They do. They do. Whenever we voice our opinion, they they try their best to to fix it for us. So they do. Kemba, did you have any doubts about wanting to come and experience this? Not really. Not really. I didn't have I didn't have many doubts. I was more so like, what is everybody else doing? Is everybody else going? And I'm going. If not, then I'm not. That's <laughs> that's kind of what I was on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I um, you know, this is this is our second podcast for the third iteration of R two C two. Um, yeah. yeah, we 
we're, we're just, you know, we move a lot, Kemba. What can I say? Uh, tra- <laughs> transient podcast. But we feel best about this chapter uh, with The Ringer and Spotify. And I don't know if we want to call him our new boss, Cece, but, you know, Bill Simmons, who runs The Ringer, you know, he is a diehard Celtics fan. Crazy. Oh, yeah? Loves l- huge Die Celtics fan. Celtics fan. L- oh, yeah, huge. I think I, and his voice on 2K, right? His voice is on 2K. Yeah, he talked yeah. about Bill Russell, I think, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, ex- yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. exactly. So, and he loves him some Kemba Walker. So, I feel like, see, I feel like just to be good employees, we got to have like Kemba just like te- give Bill a message about the Celtics or something here, man. <laughs> just, just, just give him, give him some confidence, Kemba, about how the rest of the season's gonna go. All right. What's up, Bill? Um, first, it's good to hear that you're a big Celtics fan. I appreciate that. Um, a big Kemba fan, they say as well. So, I appreciate that. Um, the rest of the season is going to be great. I'm going to be good. My knee is going to be good. I'm going to hold up. And we're going to make a run. We're going to play as hard as we can each and every night while playing some inspiring basketball. So I hope you love it. That's it. <laughs> Dude, Ken, that, Ken, was but that was fantastic, man. That was great. Let me tell you. Let, let, let me just give you some context for how great that was. C and I have been friends for now a decade, doing the podcast for over three years. If I tell C to do like a happy birthday video, it's going to be like, what's the name? Chris? All right. Chris, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Chris, Cass. I'm not doing no video for Chris for his birthday. I got to know the guy. Mike was waiting of him. That's why. That's why. <laughs> uh, Kemba, that was great, man. That was great, dude. Uh, this is fantastic. Thank you for giving us so much time, man. We we sincerely appreciate it. You're such an easy guy to root for, and uh, you know, yeah, I may be in New York, but count me as someone who wants to see you do well in Boston, man. I appreciate that. And you know what? Maybe uh, try and sneak your chef into the bubble. See how that goes. You know, <laughs> it, it's nothing getting snuck in this bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Security over here. It's, it's not, no, no games over here. <laughs> oh, man, that's the, that's the only way y'all gonna be able to play, though, man. So it's all good. Uh, well, Kemba, good luck the rest of the way, man. Thank you for giving us so much time, and uh, and we can't wait to watch you uh, in the playoffs and, and continue good health with that knee. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yes, Thanks, sir. Bro. Good luck, bro. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode on the Ringer NBA show feed. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to follow R2C2 over on Spotify. CC and Ryan will be bringing you conversations just like this every single week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hold up. 